0: The Australian returns to the pub. He feels none of the pride, disappointment, visceral familiarity that he assumed would come to him by connecting with his father's roots, only the same longing for something other than the cold distance he always felt whenever he looked looked the photograph of his father. He sits on a stool at the middle of the empty bar. The two weeks he has spent in Australia feel like ages, decades away from Fiona and Maximus, centuries witnessing his mother's death, and millennia seeking out elusive truths about his father. Today is his birthday. Having decided to drink himself into apathy or blindness, whichever comes first, he asked the bartender for the club's signature drink, whatever it might be. Welcome to the Drunken Book Review Podcast. I'm Justin Hall. Drink yourself a book. I'll read yourself a book. Okay, Kiddle service is good. Yeah, very compact, very yeah,
1: I don't understand why we sandwiched it like that though between our names. Um, I feel like that's how we should do everything. We'll sandwich, shit. sandwich all of it. Yeah, I the like sandwiches. Don't just die on you. I kicked it. Ah, uh, like old school. <laughs> yeah, like um, I was kicking it old school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, Sam 66, 76. seventy six. I'm dyslexic. Seventy six longer is pretty good. True American. It's the refreshing longer. It's they a, were like, they're like, mm. what? Do, like, oh, we already called this one refreshing. What do we do with the rest of them? Be like, ah, sort of good.
0: <laughs> it's a, uh, it it, it does dries. It, you. it doesn't
1: dry your mouth.
0: <laughs> I call it humidifying. Ooh, yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Um, Pret- Per- well, perspire. we're going to be drinking
0: a lot of Sam Adams because That's, it's on sale You do a lot of, you do at have
1: a lot of Sam, that, Sam Adams, and there's such a variety of colors. It's very festive up in that thing. Yeah.
0: Well, I bought two different variety packs. I bought a variety pack on Friday that had different one, uh, different beers in it, and then I went to Publix again this morning to get beer, and it had a different variety pack, and so now I have lots of different varieties what kind of, of Sam Adams.
1: Do you remember a world where you couldn't go buy beer on Sunday morning before 11 o'clock? I think that's – I mean, that's how it is in Georgia still. You can't buy beer It's only just changed like in the last year or two here in Florida. Really? Yeah, in in Clay County at least. Jacksonville changed pretty quickly, but Clay County was like like that. They also didn't have – there was also no alcohol after midnight on Saturday nights in Orange Park in Clay County. Could you imagine – like we're already one of the – we're like one of the biggest cities in the world, Mm -hmm. and we don't have any nightlife. Like after 2 o'clock – our cities shut down. These other cities, like New York and, Cal- and in like LA and stuff like that. and yeah, like go till 4 or get, 6. Or, or all night long. New York, yeah. you can you can party into the morning, which we'll get into with this book board. It's going to be a um, nice segue. I didn't even... Unintentional segue. Way to be. To The Australian by Emma Smith-Stevens. Smith. I'm going to go ahead and say... Sorry to remember that name. Oh, sorry. I want to tra- traverse... Well, Tri- it's, we, reverse the names all the time we're or? also
0: like approaching the uh the live podcast in which we'll be reading station 11 by emily st john mandel so those two junior. names those two, <laughs> <junior>. <laughs> <laughs> so, those two names are like emily and emma already and then there's a smith stevens or say st. john like i you know and i think there's
1: a there's actually a story in an upcoming pod, uh, podcast we'll be doing with um Christian opinions where she's talking about trying to remember an, uh, an actor's name and he had a three, three, uh, oh, yeah. three first name name or yeah. like, and it like, Oh, it's all connecting. So like the, the guy who connecting. was on the bachelorette,
0: his name is John Paul Jones. And he's like, I'm John Paul Jones. My family calls me John Paul Jones. My friends call me John Paul Jones. You the whole thing? John Paul Jones. Yeah. So the whole season that he was on it, he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise, which starts-
1: not even John Paul, which is such a, douchey name i'm sorry there's
0: so many there. john pauls out there i guess so many is. so that's what's why what's up with that
1: it's a catholic thing. jp yeah some there's people, a lot of jps maybe, maybe that's the well, jps i know yeah are john pauls. They're, usually,
0: they're john pauls usually and like cps are usually chris pauls it's a whole cystic fibrosis yeah <laughs> fibrosis <laughs> with an f is it cf <laughs> <laughs> crucial fucking yeah whoa yeah that's, uh, that's... you know who can do some crucial fucking the Australian. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so oh. we're talking about uh, The Australian today, which is a novel by Emma Smith Stevens. And it's through DeZank, which we've covered before with uh, we talked about the uh, why can't I can't think of it? I was already been drinking um blanks other books.
1: Um. <sighs> Saterotica. Yeah. I can give a um which i always want to say sadie radica sadie like s what i'm when i'm saying oh, you put
0: the uh, sade
1: s- Yeah, sade sade Rodica. yeah um and why is that what i can remember i can't remember anything right now i think it's because i'm um i think i might be on the spectrum is that rude if i'm not like to possibly self-diagnosed myself so we myself. talked about animals eat each other by l nash yeah that that was the zank that was one of the first design books we ever got yeah we have talked about um we did one recently and i can't remember what it was which is terrible oven man wasn't the zank
0: but oh, no. jeff parker is a DeZank author as is jason Ocker, whose story we did we've done a few zank adjacent things either way of all the design things I've ever we read. We love Dazank. Yeah, I do. Like, I every time
1: we read something from there, it's it's usually pretty damn good. They're, like, my favorite press. Like, if my book were to come out through one. And they were nice oh, enough. Oh,
0: Chaya Bhubaneswar. She won their short story. Yeah, that was a Zank.
1: And yeah. see, I think we did one more, too, recently. But um, they were nice enough to send me The Australian and a few other books. And I'm very thankful for that because we still have, like, a nice little cachet of books that we can uh, review and stuff, and I think are still relevant. Like australians is one of these books where, um, even if you haven't heard of Emma Smith Stevens or Zank or Australia, um, <laughs> I the, think you need a little, the, little bit of the cover Australia. of this. The cover of this book feels um, well. The book feels great. It's a hardback, which is nice, and it's I like a, a compact, small hardback like this. Well, that's the other point I want to make:
0: is that it's the only DeZank hardback I've ever encountered. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a new move by them, and which is, which is cool. I like it. That means the press is doing well. If they can do a
1: hardback book, but, but I mean, like I, I've, I think I've asked you this before. Does the author have anything to do it? If I was like, hey, I want to publish to you, but I'd really like to do this in hardback, and they're like, well, well, I mean, what if they were like, well, if there's an ask, be like, we'll do it, but it's you know, you'll have to help, you have to you'll have to fund in, you know, like maybe like if I was like, Hey, I'll pay for whatever extra there is. Cause I would like that. Cause my idea, if I'm going to do something, cause I love the idea of comic books where you have your original and you have a variant. So a hardback and a softback are like paperback. Yeah. Paper, paperback, hardback, paperback are like one of those things for me. It's two chances for someone to experience my book. And it's a chance for us to redesign the paperback a little bit differently so we can possibly grab another audience yeah with a you know if, if the hardback didn't go right so to me it's like another chance to print your book and it not be because paper like like uh uh station 11 you have a different paperback version of the paperback version i have right and i'm wondering what the hardback version looked like did it look like your book because it didn't look like mine mine's, it come a, in hardback? mine's from it's not a yeah i don't know
0: i don't know either i don't it's weird it's, i feel like some books do come in hardback or don't but Or like The Mister by... Yeah,
1: straight to paperback. Straight paperback. Straight commercial-shaped paperback. But that's how Fifty Shades was, too. Those were not in hardback either. Right, so how do you dictate what goes in a hardback or not? I don't think you do. Whiskey and Ribbons, well,
0: it could have been a paperback book, I think. Oh, yeah. And it's out in paperback now, but we read it as hardback.
1: I wonder if she's got any hardbacks left. I feel like we've said hardback a lot. Hardback. Sounds like a dinosaur, like on the land before time. I'm <laughs> hardback. I'm hardback the dinosaur. You know who has a hardback? The ostrich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it back. Bring um, it back. Yeah, it's probably the best way to loop us back into actually conversating about this book. I say conversating a lot, and I'm sure I'm sure that's not a word. No, it's conversing. Conversing. Yeah. conversating's better. I mean, it's an extra syllable. It's a word if I make it a word. <laughs> you got it, bro. Yeah.
0: Just can't use it in Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> um... I kind of wanted to know what your expectations were, because you talked about the cover, and the cover is like this silhouette of a guy, and he's got like, there's, it's really colorful, it's got a very 70s aesthetic well, to it. and
1: also, like, it's got the rainbow spectrum kind of going on in the, on the front of it. Yeah. So my initial, because of the things we've read and the direction that most literature is going in, was going to be... um so was going to be like a gay love story? A gay love story, yeah. or just there being something gay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it... it if it had
1: been a queer, not story. That there's anything wrong with that. To quote Seinfeld, um, like, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying, like, that's the that was my expectations. With there's going to be some yeah. sort of um, non-heteronormative narration, but and the uh, well, and there's very little though.
0: Yeah,
1: with Finn and F- and Vivian, um, with their polyamorous marriage, which is unique because I've never heard that you can do that, like marry another couple.
0: Well, it wasn't like a legal marriage. It was just like a commitment ceremony. But
1: that's pretty cool. I mean, I kind of yeah. I kind of dig the idea. I'm just like I mean like I don't know. I feel like having one I mean, this is me and this is me who I'm I'm obviously not ventured into poly um yeah, at all. So, I don't know, but I feel like my um record with regular one-on-one Two person relationships is pretty bad. I can't imagine involving <laughs> two more people. It just seems like a, a exhausting.
0: Anytime I even think of like yeah, I can fantasize about a three way all I want, but, but when I, I think, I think about the a, actual practice of it. I I'm think like, it goes deeper ooh. than just the
1: sex though. That's what that would be the great thing. I would love. I love the idea of meshing myself with. Other people and like, and and allow, and also, I, I mean, I do find something great about that. Cause if you've ever been in a relationship with someone, you could, you wish you could take a little bit farther, but because of social norms, you can't and they can't. Right. So, like, that's, and like, and it has nothing to do with your significant other or their significant other, but it's like, man, I just feel like I'm vibing with you so well that we should be able to. Explore that without it fucking everything else up, and like we, right? We we hold ourselves back from those kind of things. Like I mean, like, and it is. It's definitely hard when it's a. Uh, obviously, if it's someone you're attracted to of the opposite sex, or even the same sex, if if you're into that kind of thing, not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> it's a um, but but, but I mean like, uh, <laughs> but I mean like, uh, but I mean like I can see that I I and I mean like maybe it's because I'm watching these little rom com movies and stuff like that that are like like sleeping with other people, Jason Sudeikis right. and uh, Allison Brie, yeah, like really where. You're friends with someone, like, and you're so deeply embedded with that friendship, and you want to have sex with them, you want to do that, but you know it's gonna fuck everything up. Yeah. But if you both could make the commitment for it not to fuck everything up and still have that, but still be able to see other people or like, yeah, have a relationship, you know, like, it sounds in a perfect world wonderful. Um, yeah. I mean, people get jealous. People get. But if you're, I mean, but if you can commit. Make a commitment to another couple, and you'd be like, "Hey, we're not allowed to get jealous because we're all in this together now. This is this is how we are. We're all going to cohabitate in the same house. Right. You I mean, know, and like so so
0: we're going to get beers, I and mean, so so we're going to get dinner.
1: I mean, we're how weird? How out. weird would that be if you're just totally accepting of of all those things with another person? Right. Yeah, it's so crazy.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I know what you mean, though. I feel like you you can develop like intimate relationships with people that aren't romantic in nature but they're so intimate and so you want to get to know that. it's person. like
1: emotional cheating because sometimes i feel like i've had relationships with people while i've been in a relationship and be like yeah. this is kind of wrong i feel yeah. like i can talk to this person better than i can
0: the yeah. person i'm with and mm-hmm. that's fucked
1: up on some level that's fucked up it's like why can't you communicate that with your person you Because know like well
0: it's, it's a matter of like risk and reward you can you can communicate with that person the way you can because there's no relationship to break there that person thinks you're weird or fucked up or whatever and they leave. Who cares? It's not your significant other. True. But with your significant other, there's a little bit of a risk, and that's that's where it just becomes that commitment mm-hmm. and trust. But again, if you're committing to another couple, it's all about honesty. You know, yeah. like you we got to be we got to honest
1: and honesty and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that's been the Drunken Book Review podcast. Has been great. Um, the, the Australian, Australian the, great. The, <laughs> your your greatest <laughs> queer folktale that you. Yeah. So far, we've we've touched on. <laughs> three percent of
0: this (laughs) well Uh, i wanted to like because i was talking about expectations and said what i was imagining that australia wouldn't actually have anything to do with this like like it seemed like a bold move to just title something the australian and so i was thinking like the the nomenclature was going to be a facade like it was gonna be someone pretending to be australian or someone uh using that term for something else. But then it actually ended up being about a guy from Australia.
1: And his name is The Australian.
0: Yeah, the whole book. He doesn't have a name. It's just The
1: Australian. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And sometimes those tropes don't work. Yeah. They get annoying. But I definitely was like mystified by him. It made him more mystery... Mysterious. Well, I think that was the idea. And we'll
0: get into it like in the second half when we talk about our third thing. But he was supposed to be a... A sort of template of like just masculinity and i think and w- there's a character i think it's vivian who says it like towards the end but someone's just like you're exactly you know what we think of like an australian supposed to be this kind of person like
1: you're it and i thought that was sort of like the thesis of the whole book that like he's this every man i just didn't take him as a crocodile dundee <clears throat> kind of guy because when i think about an australian that's who i think about yeah or or uh, mel gibson well, I or I thought of him he, as a he,
0: burly crocodile Dundee, like a a Hemsworth, and so I might be giving away my answer for later. Okay, yeah. But I th- I was thinking of him as like a Chris Hemsworth type of like, but with like you know long hair, yeah. blue eyes, gorgeous, masculine kind of look. Yeah, I did have a more just, of an Aryan, who also wrestles animals. Yeah, I had kind
1: of an Aryan view of him mm-hmm. when I was when I was reading it. But I never, I think maybe what it is is because we read so many uh, narrators that are. Um un- not only unreliable, but like also kind of uncouth and weak, yeah, a lot of the narrators we read are never really masculine, like this guy does have like kind of like a he wants to fight people sometimes like he wants to stand mm-hmm. up for things and like he wants to do stuff like and it's like not very often do we get yeah. that narrator. we always get the one that's like kind of a puss, and he you has know. very
0: like blatant daddy issues though like some like and we've definitely read characters uh, male characters who have very particular daddy issues that they're trying to like overcome or do whatever. And this, but this one was different. It was, and it was funny because it's, he's the Australian, but it took mostly, it took place mostly in New York city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we, and so, and also like with, um, him being this, this guy, you go from like kind of thinking is kind of a cool dude to then thinking he's like, for me, it was kind of thinking that he was kind of like, um, taking advantage of Fiona because it's like yeah. he just kind of like let her pay, like she just paid for everything and then yeah. like he just kind of foolhardily got into these different um Things that he thought he'd be interested in. Getting like really distracted because the the here is here. I know I've been beam, looking at that I have too. Like like a, like, I feel like I'm holding a gun and I have like a sight. It's like on a weird. I'm, I just mm-hmm. have a. There's a weird ring around your nose. Yeah. Ring around your <laughs> nosey. Pocket full of posy. Ashes, ashes, and that's we about. All fall that's about. Uh, it's about the Black Plague. It's a tragic song because they used to put roses in their pockets. Cool, to, to and that's s- been the drunken book review. Book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh i will say I, he also not just the australian but he felt like a prototype for like just the straight white male like he just assumed he's like yeah i'm gonna go to wall street and make a bunch of money because you know what i can and then he tries to do it and it doesn't quite work and he doesn't quite he doesn't seem to take any acceptance for his own actions he just blames well external cer- yeah external, external circumstances. it's not my fault yeah right but good things just keep happening to him anyway and he doesn't well, put any effort into it and yeah. i love the
1: idea, and i and he comes up with this club idea which we were talking about earlier the day club where basically day it, club. it opens uh, it opens in the morning <laughs> of the night club uh, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good champion <laughs> of the sun uh, is that, uh,
0: you're a master of karate and friendship for everyone
1: is that a day club's always sunny reference yeah. okay yeah. i only know i only know a little bit of of that but I need to
0: watch that show. You today. need to watch all of It's Always Sunny so that you and I can just talk about that all the time because that is one of my number one go to references. I've watched,
1: I've watched. I think I've watched probably a season of it. Oh God,
0: I you would. I've love heard it. the first season's hard to get through though. Well, there's no Danny DeVito. They did it all themselves. It was like they filmed the pilot and then they sold it. Or maybe it I got
1: through that much of it and then I started watching it with Danny DeVito. I I think I've seen snippets of stuff. Back by the day, I used to watch that. And there was a show called Testies that came on FX that was like really fucked up mm. um but it was on around the same time if that was on um, the australian is
0: definitely someone that mac on it's always sunny would be obsessed with yeah he would bring the australian into mac the bar is the,
1: um main dude right like he's
0: like rob michael he's got the slick back yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and he's very bro and he's also like i mean spoiler alert he's, for everybody
1: he's married to the the blonde in the, yes. in the show yeah they're
0: married in real life but his character is like the throughout the spectrum of the show, they just finished season 13 and season 14 starts next month. But he uh, is like, there's like jokes halfway through the show where it's like, yeah, well, we all know Mac is gay. Like Mac is definitely gay. Yeah. And he never does it. And, but then it's like, it's around season 10. He actually comes out of the closet and like, there's little, little snippets here. And then last season, the finale was fucking incredible. Well, Don't
1: ruin the show for me. I have no idea. I'm, like I said, I'm on well, one. The,
0: well, what's fun is you can, where actually, can I watch this at? Uh, Hulu. Okay. And then when the season is on TV, you just get FX now. Okay. Neat. Everybody should watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's... If you've taken one thing away from this podcast. <laughs> Emma Smith Stevens. We like the Australian, but we also really love It's <laughs> yeah, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We are very
1: distracted by our own endeavors of television. Uh,
0: so I kind of want to... Uh, I guess we should get into the... Pre- we say it's about the Australian, but the premise of this the novel is this guy grows up and leaves, right? He leaves Australia to go to New York City because he's he has this sense and need of adventure that he believes he inherited from the stories of his just father. so
1: you know. The first very first page is you find out that he was like kind of a Superman. Um, he would dress up as Superman. He would dress up as Superman for like events and shows and stuff like that, and like he was like one of those actors, I guess, like almost yeah. like somebody that works for Disney, you know, that dresses up like a character, or
0: even in Times Square, which makes sense why he ended up in New York City.
1: Yeah, so like, uh, and there's there's a couple references to him being a superhero, and I th- we were talking about this briefly before we started the podcast. Is so like kind of wish that he was. Um, there was like a little like- bit of like an
0: origin feel to this, but. I and was never... waiting
1: for him to his powers to bloom for some reason and this this book to become completely unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that again he's the everyman. He's like that fabulistic. we were supposed to identify with that desire for the powers or to yeah. be strong and be a certain especially you and I as two straight white men. Yeah, we're, book, we're right? definitely supposed to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um, but I he goes to New York and he decides he's like, all right, I'm just going to go into finance. I'm going to do Wall Street." doesn't quite work out for him. He doesn't actually make any money. He just keeps telling himself he's going to make money. Wall Street fails. He opens the day club.
1: Ah! The day club kills it day for a little his, bit. For a little bit. And then just like any other bar, it kind of like gets the well, – What becomes the cool bar, but the cool bar attracts the underage. Well, all of a sudden – like out of, out of like the beginning, there were celebrities and all this kind of stuff. But then it mm-hmm. fades because you realize that like it's a novelty idea. Yeah. Like it's – I mean while even in New York – it should kill, but like you realize, a lot of people have to go to work. Yeah, during the day, and it's like, and then you start getting the people that would come in during the day are not the clientele that you want, you know. So, um, another failed idea, which is a shame because I kind of like that idea. Um, I, maybe it's because I find myself drinking way too early in the morning. Yeah, you're just looking at me through that scope. Yeah, it's just circle. I it's weird. My
0: my eyes can't adjust to the fact that it's there. <so I'm laughs> maybe just,
1: we should move your mic stand. Well, we'll do it on break. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. It's a uh, long time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing this a
0: while. Um, but yeah, the day club idea was really really cool. And I
1: wanted to go to there, but it died. I like a I want more brunch places. You too. I mean, I could be It doesn't need to be a club. I just want some more I want somewhere other than Mellow that does a good brunch uh colhane says and so does i don't want to go pay a million dollars at colhane's though That's like you got to admit that place is expensive, it is expensive. no offense colhane's well kind of offense kind of, whiskey jacks says brunch whiskey jacks is trash are you po- place is trash whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> they don't do they do brunch yeah actually I they're like one of those places jacks. that i would probably enjoy going there when it's dead
0: i don't go there i won't go to whiskey jacks for like Dinner or nighttime. I only, go for, I only go for brunch.
1: Middle aged white people club.
0: Yeah. It's actually scary to me. It actually got and worse there because they used to play like jazzy music at brunch and then they brought in live music. Like I guy. don't
1: practice Santeria. No. I ain't got no. He does like, like Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> he does more like Tom
0: Petty. Uh, um,
1: I had a million dollars, but I. We're we're subliminal we'll be here all week <laughs> subliminal <laughs> all right so if you just fast forward it through the podcast uh <laughs> you're just looking at you're looking at when i start singing that's usually we put a marker there no <laughs> yeah, Which we'll uh we'll break the podcast into two parts oh my gosh dog's going nuts
0: yeah someone's probably just walking yeah yeah
1: it's just again so i got was... a dog
0: Oh, yeah. News. Yeah. Just got a dog. <laughs> I got a dog. His name's Jack. And
1: I, still, on my mind right now, an hour and 30 minutes later, I he was trying to look out the window and kind of fucked my blinds up, and I'm... Um, I'm really worried about that. I can't stop looking at the freaking weird loop that is the yeah. scope on the mic that's looking at your eye. It's weird. People um, love their dogs, but here's the thing. Is I love my she, dog, but he's he's at home probably fucking my blinds up right now or he's not and I'm, that that one incident was all and I'm just going to have to go and adjust the blinds and everything's going to be fine, but I'm just imagining the worst right now.
0: I love my dog, but she was ruining my house. Like I choose my house over my dog. Oh yeah, 100%. Every, yeah, 100%. And people who pretend that they
1: wouldn't um Sorry, like- <laughs> they value animals far more than I do. Actually, this animal is pretty great, and uh, if you don't know about Canines for Warriors, it's um, I don't know. It's at least here in Jacksonville, it's really great. Um, they have they donate dogs to veterans with PTSD, but then sometimes they have dogs that don't make it through, and they do adoptions for those. And this is what this dog is. So he's like a fully trained, like badass dog that just didn't quite make the requirements. But it, I'm, I'm, let's let's. I digress. Let's get to the Australian. Yeah, we're digressing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So the Australian, uh, after the date club incident, um, I forget how he meets Fiona. Do you remember how he meets? I can't remember how he meets Fiona. But he starts dating Fiona. Um, they get in this realization that maybe they should like move into together. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just fall into an engagement. and get Well, married. she ends
1: up. She ends up asking him. She's like, I know you love me. I love you. Like, let's just get married. Oh, and it's because of his citizenship. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. like, But this all happens really quickly yeah. at the beginning of the book. I think that's why it kind of flashes through. I think we're just getting you to the biggest part of this thing was is him trying to figure out wh- who he is and, you know, what's his purpose. And, uh. Yeah, because at some point he is just jobless. Mm-hmm. But
0: Fiona is a hairdresser for this pop star, who also just is only called the pop star, right? Doesn't have a name, right? Um, and so she makes enough money that she can support the three of them, the Australian Fiona and their son Maximus that they have. And and I think that's where the crisis starts to come in. Is that the Australian feels like he needs to be a particular kind of person? He's not being that person. Um, Fiona won't say anything, but there's definitely a rift in their marriage. Especially when he starts to get jealous of this guy Finn, uh, yeah, uh, Fiona's coworker, and we're just like, like, what are you jealous for? But again, he's he's fulfilling this kind of masculine stereotype. He so he's carrying Maximus around one day and follows Fiona, and kind of stalks her on this meeting with Finn, um, and then gets caught. Yeah. And then what happens is, he and Finn become best friends.
1: Which is a good way of, but there, but again, we were talking about honesty earlier. They have an honest conversation about what's going on, and Finn's like, "Oh no, I'm not. You know, that's not my thing." Like, and then, um, and that leads to Finn's like, "Your wife's ugly, bro." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but I mean, that leads to him becoming friends with him, and then Finn and Vivian become something, um, which are like his like. I just I love these little rom coms I'm watching lately because I like it when like. You know the the your main character has these couple friends that are just like really quirky and funny and yeah. like give good advice. That's also in Sleeping with Other People. Yeah, yeah that's the what it that was. Too. Jason Mizeukis and Andrea, Andrea Savage. They're like that that couple that um, that like I I imagine being kind of like Finn and uh um, Vivian Vivian. But like uh that leads him to getting uh is the job that he gets at the hairstylist place. Is that through Finn or is that – It's through – well, he doesn't get a job per se. It's, he gets a job ac- – like it's, he gets like a
0: he's made-up job. He's not basically. one of the hairdressers. He's just like he works for them while the show is on, and then that ends up leading to his celebrity. Um,
1: and That's what he does for a while. That's yeah. the bulk of, of where he finds his purpose for a little bit is being this kind of celebrity on this show. That he doesn't necessarily want, I don't think, either. So what is this book about? Is is a guy trying to
0: find his own identity? I, I think that's
1: the, my biggest irk because with he the is book. Identi-
0: he's identity-less, right? Because he's yeah. the Australian. So he's trying to find make a name for himself,
1: I guess, is the... Yeah, and, the, and you get built up with that, and then all of a sudden he um, goes to Australia to be with his sick mother. Yeah. And then you kind of lose track of that celebrity part. Um, like until we got here and started talking about the book again, I, I almost forgot about the celebrity part because it didn't really, it doesn't actually really matter.
0: No, it just gets It puts him in a position that he can move out of. Well, the celebrity stuff actually happens after his mother dies. Is it? Yeah. Because remember, Wait he meets, he meets Celeste in Australia, but he's living with Celeste when he becomes a celebrity. So he meets Celeste, who is the pop star's rival. In Australia, oh yeah, because she's visiting. She's Another through, character, yeah, and that's the one he lives with because he's broke. When mm-hmm. he gets back to New York City, he stays with her and like her her husband, and her two kids who are like nightmares, and then she, uh, so when he becomes a celebrity and he goes viral, he's at their house. It's the kids who are showing him on their phones and stuff, and then when he becomes celebrity enough, he moves out of Celeste's house, and then that's when he decides like I have to go. Um. Find my dad. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, it's, it's a weird it's kind a, of it's a journey. It's a weird mess of a plot because it's not it's not plot driven really at all. It's just
1: character. It's this
0: guy trying to make a name for himself and finding his own identity. But
1: I don't think at any point I wasn't. I think I maybe at one point I was a little bit perplexed by that, but it wasn't like it was like a uh, make it or break it thing with this book either like right. if you like I mean like if you if that's the only way you can make it through a book is with a solid plot that has a beginning, middle, and end, yeah then you might not like this book, but if you can if you like a a story which is very much like life, yeah and is like running in a serpentine fashion um because that's the way this book felt like you're going one direction one one minute and then you're a completely opposite direction the second. Well, I mean minute.
0: my my reading experience was really good with this book. I mean well, I, it, I mean
1: like when I sat down I killed it. Yeah. Like I read it in like probably three settings but like it was, I was on vacation when I read it so it was like kind of hard to get through.
0: I was just into I mean I was just into the idea of the Australian and into like this weird it was it felt like a weird commentary on like who we I, I idealize ourselves to be versus who we actually are and how we're always like life is us just like trying to reason with that trying to navigate who we think we should be who we think we
1: are versus who we actually are and
0: wrestling with that a little bit and And then we
1: think we know who we are but we're not we're not no like i know that i don't know who i am we were talking about this the other day me and my friend were like you know who am i who are we who am i it was a jackie chan movie where he stands on a mountain and he goes who am i <laughs> like really loud yeah um but uh but it's yeah, called, he, the movie's called who am i it's jack oh. jackie chan awesome it's pretty good pretty good martial arts movie it's probably up there pretty high i um, just i was into like him working
0: that out because and also like the facets like why did it matter who his father was? Why did it matter that his father was this particular kind of guy? You know, I think I,
1: I, I put myself in his shoes in that point, though, too. I was like, I would want to know. I, would f- I mean, like right now I'm having a panic attack about a possibility that my freaking Venetian blinds are getting wrecked by my dog. I couldn't imagine <laughs> if I didn't know who my dad was, but there was a possibility <laughs> that he was still out there. Yeah. Good gracious, I'd have I'd be a wreck. I would have I already I, I mean, would have like, already figured it out. That's... I get
0: wanting to know who your dad is, but he was he was building his identity around who his dad was. Like he felt like he had to go on the adventure the, speci- right. the specific adventure his dad went on. And, like to go across a desert basically that Right, where the sign saying there's like there's no water for hundreds of miles.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah. Was like a I was, John, so I was John like, Wick three thing where you go out there and you you meet the man that you're supposed to meet. Uh, uh-huh. John Wick three, go check it out. He walks through a desert. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically Moses. He's basically the Australian. <laughs> the Australian. I want Keanu Moses. Reeves to play the Australian in this movie. Let's do it. I
0: think he could do it. I no. I see Chris Hemsworth because he is Australian or Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's a little old now though. He's
1: yeah. He's very old. And and if you and what's crazy is Hugh Jackman quit doing Wolverine because he was tired of being like, having to work out all the time, and he's embraced that so much. Like, Hugh Jackman's probably, like, 155 pounds dripping wet, probably, right now. Like, maybe, if that. Like, the dude's, he's a remnant of what he was in the, in the Wolverine movies. And I'm like, yeah. man, it's got to feel good, because I think that's his natural body size and he's just he's just like a slim dude and like and i'm just like man that's probably what he's what he's supposed to look like and he's just constantly having to eat and work out to be jacked huge act man
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't
1: know you want you just want an australian to play the australian well and i
0: also <laughs> want someone who is uh like keanu reeves is not like a
1: Burly. I don't... Bullshit. Keanu Reeves is a monster. No, he's not. Yeah, he is, dude. No, he's oh, no, He no, is no. not. Dude, Keanu Reeves is huge. Keanu, no, he's Keanu, bigger than both of
0: us. <laughs> sure, but he still looks like every pretty emo big. girl's dream.
1: Oh, man. But he also looks like someone that's confused about his life. Because he only has one facial oh, expression. Oh, you, you're you just not a fan of Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu Reeves no, can do fine. anything. No, fine. I like Keanu Reeves. Okay. Fine. Okay. I love the Matrix movies. Okay, well, that's good. You should watch G- I love Mike. Bill and Ted, too. Okay, then, yeah, you like... Keanu Reeves more than I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bill and Ted's good, but I mean, like, it's not like I don't, but... I don't, I don't buy into the Keanu Reeves internet love. Oh, I do. I just think it, I think as a person, as a human being, unless he's completely lying to us and he's working us over, he seems like the coolest guy. Sure. you could possibly that's, ever know. That's fine. Like a wholehearted, like beautiful person. So I'm I, very in love with his person. I just
0: also though don't think he's a great actor. I like I, movies I, he's been in, he's not a good actor. I
1: just think that people who are looking for I think that they put him in movies where he doesn't need where you don't need to be. like I think this he could be the Australian because the Australian is this kind of unassuming like he feels like a flat character. He's letting all this exist, like external stuff control his life. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of dull if you really if you, you know if you really think about it, he seems kind of like he'd be Morose looking all the time, you know, like or no, like he's handsome out of it. No, but I mean, it is a- are you saying Keanu Reeves isn't handsome? No, he's not. He Bullshit. looks like Keanu Reeves is a Keanu beautiful is a- man. No,
0: Keanu Reeves looks like. Have a you ghost. seen that
1: smile? That smile. I've nice. never seen Keanu Reeves smile once in I'm my life. Find a picture of Keanu Reeves smiling, and you're <laughs> be like, oh, that guy's Keanu Reeves good is always like this. That's a good looking dude. <laughs> That's a pretty good Keanu Reeves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was good. I wish you guys. He's could always see like, the bewildered look. He's on always his like, face. what? I wonder if Keanu Reeves smiling comes up uh pretty quick. Keanu. Oh, man, if I can only spell his name right.
0: No, I'm talking about, like, the Australian is, like, a golden. He's, like, a Hercules type. Man, Ke- Keanu
1: Reeves smiling is, like, is a great thing. Can Keanu Reeves be, play Hercules? Yeah. No, he oh, can't. Oh, yeah, dude. No, Keanu Reeves could can be Hercules in a minute. No, he can't.
0: Canada cannot play Hercules. We're going to post this question online when it happens. Uh, but all right, let's come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the book when we, after our break. But we're going to uh, – we'll rename it. We'll rate it. And then we're actually we, – we talked about how the Australian should be a superhero. A real superhero. Like
1: So we're going to give him a superpower. But I like the idea of him being a jilted superhero. Like That's what I was hoping is that like he's a superhero, but like all of a sudden he's living in a world that doesn't need him anymore. And that's why he's so lost. Like I feel like he was his, like he's right. very like, all briefly, crime is just gone. <laughs> very briefly, Superman at the beginning of this thing, and then like all of a sudden he has no job and he moves to New York and he's like, there's just nothing for him to do. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, he's
0: it's this idea of like finding out who he is and like finding his purpose. He,
1: who is it? Um, was it the movie that Will Smith was in? Ha, Hooker? Oh, uh... It's... What is it? Harry... Her... No, not
0: Hitch. (laughs) It's not Hitch. Hitch. No, Hancock. (laughs) Hancock. Hancock was the
1: same thing. He's a jilted superhero. He's a superhero that was, like, famous, then he got in trouble, and then he just basically became a vagrant. That, you know... everyone drunk all the time. It was awesome. That was a great movie. Yeah, no, it was a great... And what a... Plot twist. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. If you haven't seen Hancock with Will Smith, check that out. Twentieth Century Fox. I don't know. I I actually just pulled that out of my It hat sounds and, like a Fox know, movie. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like a Fox movie. But um But yeah. But yeah, we'll talk and uh Yeah, we'll do that. We'll we'll ramble a little bit We're more. We're gonna move we your back. mic stand. This is so weird. I'm looking down the barrel of a 45- oh. <laughs> oh, the basis
0: for them was like next door neighbor growing up. Oh
1: neat. Yeah, what was, that, Velvet, what was that Velvet was that? No, it was Shine Down. Shine Down. What a fucking terrible. What a terrible. What a butt rock band that was.
0: Yeah. But their first album, man. I loved it when I was, you know, back in 2004.
1: Staring down the barrel. Who sings that? Uh... Oh, that's another terrible song. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back. All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure out what that terrible song was.
0: That recorded.
1: snatched it like the nap. It's hard to say now. Then. Snatched it like the nap. Snatched it like peeing. the nap when you were peeing. And we're back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I grabbed a nap while I was peeing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I killed it.
0: I'm drinking, I'm now drinking the cosmic sour, which is taking me to another level.
1: You're just in a mystical place. I'm in i'm in that Oktoberfest, rich And balanced this is Samuel Adams' Mursin.
0: tart and wild ale. Samuel Allen, Samuel Allen, Sam, yeah, Samuel's brother. Samantha Alderman. <laughs> 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 so we're talking about the Australian by uh, Emma Smith Stevens, and uh, so we'll get into some of the specifics or usual categories before. Uh, I I kind of wanted to talk about Emma Smith Stevens as an author real quick. So she has her MFA from the University of Florida.
1: Yeah. So she right went to grad school,
0: right? So she worked with, like, Padgett Powell. And then I wonder, I would like to know if Amy Hempel was there when she was there. Um, but they're, you know, I hate the Gators. Fuck them. But <laughs> they have a really good MFA program. So, uh, and now she lives in New York, and this was her first novel. How do you feel about it as a first novel?
1: I think the, I think I got no complaints. Yeah. On, uh, on writing, um, or anything like that. Um, I think it's great and it I, I probably should have read that, but I didn't think this was her first novel. Which is also good. Like I mean, if you had told me that she had written something before or a series of short stories or something like that, which I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some short stories or something she's got out there.
0: I'd be down to read definitely down to read more of her.
1: Um yeah, I think her short stories could be bonkers. Yeah. If she had a short story collection. Now that it's like I think if you watch the the, the way my my ideals of short stories have changed from the beginning of this podcast. In the early conception of this to yeah. now, I, like, look forward to short story collections now because it's, like, you almost get to see, like, I don't know. Like, you get to see such a spectrum of what the author is it's capable like, yeah, of. Yeah, I
0: feel like an author can flex more yeah. with short stories. And it
1: also shows, uh, it shows weakness, too, sometimes. Like, there's definitely been times where I've loved a novel, hated mm-hmm. the short stories, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm love the short stories, hated their novelizations. Like there was like, ah, stick to short stories, guy.
0: Yeah, because we talked about that with even Karen Russell. Like I loved Orange World, but her first short story collection – well, not her first one, but the first one I read, uh, Vampires and Lemon Grove, I didn't like as much as Do you think if you
1: went back and read it now because you read – did you read Swamplandia first?
0: I read Swamplandia first.
1: Okay. Yeah, so maybe not. I'm wondering if I went back and read the Lemon Grove one.
0: I also had like a different – I. I had a genre thing back then that's not as bad now, but back then it was like I didn't want to read about vampires or you know I didn't want to read about f- fabulistic stuff like that. I just wanted to like real grounded short stories. You let
1: too much stuff get into your head, like you and like you you like you get no, you like you don't like a genre and then all of a sudden you just don't want to read about it. I get really like, turned off when yeah. I, when
0: I see hints of something yeah. that's happening. So yeah,
1: I like have to, I, I, I think that's something I've been doing as a human being is opening myself up to things that I'm not really comfortable mm-hmm. with and then being okay with those things. Yeah. And I think that's why like when people get nitpicky about something, we were just talking about star Wars mm-hmm. is like, Hey, I'm like, why don't you just go in for the ride? You know, like yeah. you yeah. didn't, you didn't put any money into this movie other than your <laughs> ticket you bought.
0: And, it's, you, funny. and you, it's like go just write your own. If you you think you could do better, go write it. And you know it. Oh, please. none of those people could do it. None oh those yeah, people could sit down and write. It's a, gonna be
1: garbage. Yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, even your even like your fun idea of how it could have been to me sounds hokey and stupid. Yeah, you know, like or like, hey, yeah, that's great. You have this cool idea. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We had to do this movie in three hours, not four yeah. and a half hours, like you wanted it to be, because sometimes people's plot changes would require another movie almost you know like yeah game of thrones probably could have used three more episodes i think we're all universally accepting of that yeah but we can't do anything about it now and we should have really tried to get on that bandwagon as a producer or writer for game of thrones if we really thought they were going to mess it up that bad i don't do you know where think- we're going now we're just getting hostile yeah <laughs>
0: that- well i was gonna think do you would you read a sequel short story about the Australian. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: 100%. Because, uh. like, I've already, I know him now, and, like, a sequel sounds. And, like, I said, I'm a huge comic book fan, which relies on sequels and variants and, yeah. and, 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 like, even multiverses of the same character that, that have different traits. Like, I mean, there's nothing yeah. more exciting to me than finding out that there's another version of Batman out there somewhere, or there's another version of of, you know.
0: And that's what's kind of cool about the Australian is that because he is like that every man, you could probably just read another story about the Australian and it might not even be the same Australian, but if you just talk about the Australian and use that nomenclature, it would be, I would, I'd be into it. I would read an entire collection of short stories that are about different Australians.
1: Like if, they, if yeah. she came out with the Australian too, and it's from a female's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be into it too. Yeah. Um It's an open, open idea. You can take that run with it. I just 10% off the top, you, know, you you keep your you residuals. Just, I just want you, I just Drunk want. Drunk of a podcast is in your acknowledgments.
0: Yeah. Take our logo, put it on the copyright write page. Write the
1: check out to bridge8press.com. Uh, yeah, put dot, uh, dot yeah, <laughs> the check. The check should say
0: bridge8press.com. But you write it out, D-O-T-C-O-N. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's the only way the bank takes it. We messed up at the beginning setting up the account.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. anyway. That was like
1: the first time I gave my insurance broker my email address. I was like, it's mm-hmm. Justin underscore hall he's like and he's typing he's typing for a while and he goes this is a really long email address i go are you typing underscore he goes yeah and <laughs> underscore is a button bro it's the space button, there's a little dash button but you yeah. i'm like he's on. like he's like i've never seen that before i'm like oh my god i was like There's another one coming, so be careful. (laughs) It's Justin underscore Hall (laughs) underscore Boners (laughs) underscore 84. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was what it was. It was like Boners 84. Yeah. But underscores under each letter. (laughs) B underscore O underscore N underscore so uh, anyway, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. So we we're gonna
0: rename it. We're going to give him a superhero. Uh, but let's let's go with the rename first. What's your,
1: what's your rename? My rename was um, down under and around. Down under and around. I dig it. Dig it. I don't know. I just wanted something Australian. Yeah. But I knew that like the book. You want earlier you don't say
0: pouch monkey?
1: <laughs> pouch monkey sounds really. <laughs> Like it's, on the ver- it's not, on the cusp it's, not, of race. it's not what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it back. Jacob
0: made that same joke the other night. Clerks so just, too. Yeah, we talked about Clerks yeah,
1: too. Yeah, watch that movie. Uh, um, no, I'm, but like, I'm sorry uh, for saying that. By but the way. it's okay. Pouch monkey is fine. Um, Someone, someone said that kangaroos have three vaginas the other day I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that's true i don't know that's a fact i did not look up
0: emma smith stevens please tweet at uh, us yeah, to let yes, us know yeah. how many gonna, vaginas, how many a, kangaroo vaginas a
1: kangaroo has um, with okay, underscores
0: um down underscore <laughs> under underscore but around. i mean
1: like so um down underscore down under and around <laughs> Shh. um and I just wanted, because I wanted to have some Australian thing, but earlier I said serpentine, because this book has a serpentine fashion plot, mm-hmm. but I couldn't figure out how to use the word serpentine and make it seem. Um, serpentine, comma, down under. It, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, but, uh, but yeah, serpentine is fun, because every time I hear the word serpentine, I just think about how you're supposed to run away from someone that has a gun. Yeah. You run in the serpentine fashion. Mm-hmm. And, um, alligators? I think alligators too you're supposed to run in a serpentine fashion away from them.
0: I don't I I think that might be a myth, but it is something you're taught to like zigzag. Yeah. Um instead of running a straight line because supposedly but I feel like alligator I
1: feel like alligators are agile enough. I think so
0: too.
1: I think you're just fucked.
0: No, you're definitely fucked.
1: Cuz they're fast.
0: So are bears. Bears are really fast too. Bears are fast too. And, and they're like, maybe
1: they're the ones you're supposed to run in a serpentine fashion from.
0: Can't climb because they'll climb after you. Yeah, I don't think alligators can
1: climb. And fuck, climbing is hard. Uh, probably way better. Especially, you imagine re- climbing and then being clawed, like your back <laughs> is clawed and you're just ripped down from a tree. Uh, Ugh, I just rather stand there and let take it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> nah, just fucking do it. Nah, just eat me. <laughs> yeah, just
0: give me right here so I got, die right now. Yeah, just quick. right in the jugular.
1: Yeah, quick and quick and easy.
0: I was gonna rename it uh, "Finding the Mantra." because there's like this little thing going on with like his mom and how she had all these like vague expressions and mantras she would like preach to him mm-hmm. and he didn't quite get him and the book ends with him saying all these mantras in his head all of a sudden like he found them he like found a truth in like these colloquial expressions and so i was saying finding the mantra
1: what about mantra down under
0: mantra down on, oh combine them yeah. We do it. We'll, Maybe my, we should
1: start combining our names.
0: My rename and your me- rename. They come and they fuck. <laughs> they, and they make, they, a, make a they make a baby. make a
1: baby. Baby. The little Australian pouch uh, monkey. Baby. Mantra
0: Down Under. That's pretty good. <laughs>
1: mantra Down
0: that's Under. good. Emma Smith Stevens, when they release the paperback. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: Or Mantra. Yeah, the Australian. Or Mantra Down Under. Or Mantra Down Under. Cool. Uh, <laughs> a Mantra Down Under uh, book. Yeah, you know, they have those too. Yeah. Okay. So
0: we were talking about giving the Australian a superpower because it felt like he was in a position to become a superhero at some point, at least to us. Um, and this whole idea that he was Superman in the beginning of the book. I The obvious choice that I referenced earlier I thought was like thunder and lightning, basically turning him into Thor because Chris Hemsworth. But I was thinking it would be kind of funny if you could just like – add a pouch to anything (laughs) He just like (laughs) snaps his fingers (laughs) points at something and gives it a pouch and so he could hop in
1: so that's his that's it he's i mean i was gonna go with something kind of like useless too because it just seemed like i said we were talking about him being jilted like a jilted Mm -hmm. superhero um which if you haven't seen amazon's the boys it's a new show on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's about these superheroes, but there's all these other superheroes that are out there that just don't have very good superpowers. They have okay superpowers, but they're not the best, and there's these seven superheroes that are, like, the best. I just imagine him being one of these ones that has, like, a superpower. My superpower... Were you dumb? your pouch idea? or did you Yeah, know it's basically just,
0: one? like, if he needs a pouch, if he needs somewhere to hide, he could just snap his fingers and a pouch will appear. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's really... <laughs> 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 and it's that mine is that he can fly, but only to ten feet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He just takes long jumps. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and he's not and he's not fast. Right. So you can fly, but you're basically you're held to like almost the speed of walking at ten feet. So I mean, yeah, it might be beneficial because you're not wearing yourself out walking or running anywhere. But um, it's only ten feet, so you're really like. You're really burdened by something, so it's like one of those things where he's like, "I have this power, but what the fuck am I supposed to do with it?" (laughs) He just like, they won't let me play basketball with anybody.
0: That's how he goes viral, though. He just like he jumps really far, and he happens to save one person, and they're like, "How'd you do that?" And he was like, "I can jump ten feet at a time."
1: Where he's a actually he's a in car delivery person. He delivers car, he delivers uh food for people in traffic in L. A. <laughs> he's just skipping. Or New York.
0: He's skipping across New York City and he, he just, just has like a Panera bag. In his- yeah,
1: he's <laughs> traveling over cars. And he's like literally delivering to uh car windows and stuff like that.
0: I like that. I'm into yeah. it. I'm into I it. I dig it. Yeah. So if you were to write a comic book version of this,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the Australian, the
0: Australian, the superhero.
1: We could just combine both of those. He can make pouches and fly 10 feet in the air he
0: has a pouch actually that's he his superpower yeah. he has a pouch and he can carry anybody in his pouch it's like oh, the man. big comfy couch like a
1: membranous pouch yeah it's like the big comfy yeah. couch
0: and like anybody can fit in it if he wants to
1: oh neat so and it's actually, like it's like no a end. mary poppins bag basically couch. yeah, yeah so he, so can like, he can reach into his pouch oh that's a re- that's actually pretty neat
0: yeah he could pull out He's like
1: man i want to take all this equipment he's like put it in my pouch
0: but he, what he does is he pulls out possums and he swings them by the tail Possum and he pouch. throws them at people.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he could, could be any animal.
0: He could spit with the same velocity that a koala can.
1: He's in New York, so rats. It's a rat yeah. pouch. He's, he's just, just throw rats. He's rats. <laughs>
0: Every now and then, a Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtle pops out, and he's like, get back in there. <laughs> he's like, like cowlboga, dude. <laughs> and then, like,
1: leaves. He's like, man, this is good. He's like, this is the stupidest superhero idea ever. He's flying at 10 foot across.
0: Yeah. Ted B, just stuffing his pouch and stuff. He's like, oh, dollar slices? Sweet. Give me oh, six. Oh, man. Right yeah, in he my pouch. Take those home.
1: And, that, and he's, like, constantly finding something he forgot in this pouch? It's like Maximus. You want to go for a ride? Yeah. And then so he put- it's an infinity pouch? I don't understand because I yeah. mean it can only hold so much. No, it has no, no, to have no. some sort of equivalent. No, there's no end. Oh God, he could absorb the world. This could be catastrophic.
0: He actually takes the whole continent and country of Australia and puts it, it, it in his, his pouch. pouch.
1: He's, di- <laughs> he's out there. What are you doing? He's like taking it with me. He's <laughs> like just a handful at a time. He's like that's all I can do. I don't, yeah. I mean like,
0: I only have, my hands really so big. Shovel,
1: vague. I keep putting it goes above my head. I just, there's really no easy way to do this. <laughs>
0: Things are always trying to creep out, and he's like, Get the fuck Get,
1: it. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, he gets. He, and he then there's,
1: like, a epi- there's a sequel episode. There's a separate show called The Pouch, and it's the people that are living in the pouch.
0: It's like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends.
1: Is that how that works? Is it inside a pouch?
0: Is any time? Well, anytime Foster, the character, invents an imaginary friend, he appears in this world. It's like oh. Chalk Zone. I don't know if you've ever watched Chalk Zone either. It was like no. this old Nickelodeon show. But this kid had some chalk, and if he drew it with the chalk, he drew something, it oh, just appeared in Chalk I like Zone. That. Yeah, it was a pretty cool
1: show. Chalk Zone. Yeah, it was tight. So, You're in the Chalk <laughs> Zone. You're in the Pouch Zone. Pouch Zone. <laughs> Let's go into the deep recesses of the pouch. The P-Zone, which is also a Pizza Hut thing. It oh, sounds pretty good. P-Zone. P-Zone.
0: Uh, I'm into it. And I like with them Stephens, We're giving you so many good ideas. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're terrible, childish, stupid ideas. But that's what this is, the Drunken Book Review Podcast. Yeah, I'm Caleb Michael Service. I'm Justin Hall. And I'm drinking and we're myself not, a We're book. not even done. Yeah, we still have to uh, rate it. Well, if you're still listening... It's gonna happen <laughs> we're, we're gonna do it we're gonna keep doing it we're gonna
0: think about we'll rate it as soon as the moment happens and the moment is striking i feel it i sense it i smell it and it's coming about and here we go all
1: right justin rate the book i'm giving it a four out of five cowabunga yeah four out of five beers sweet yeah <laughs> such sad it's the plague it's I the just... plague <laughs> I just had like a <laughs> random baby cough. I don't know what that was, My but like, um, yeah. Man. I mean, like, I don't think that like, that, like, I enjoyed the book. Yeah. I don't think that, like it just didn't, it didn't give me that five beer. I just needed, I it needed something else for that. I needed there to be a jilted superhero story in this thing. Like, you need a little bit it, of that transcendence. I needed like. something that was like, because it's very like the book is very real and i needed something that was kind of unbelievable to happen that would have paid maybe made it i needed almost like even the unreliable narrator thing that we enjoy so much with some of these things he was too reliable like everything was very real like the issues he had were very common and honest like it was was, you know it was like um and and i did i did have a hard time following the the non-plot of the story Mm -hmm. because even at the end he just going on this voyage and we really don't know what happens, you know, like um maybe the Australian too. <laughs> the electric down, boogaloo down <laughs> under <laughs> and that's when it becomes Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So
0: yeah, I'm going to give it a, a 4.5. I think it is, it is missing something that had like, I didn't finish that – I didn't finish the book and say, like, woof. You know, I finished the book and feel like, oh, sh-. you know, like it didn't have like that. Like, all right. But, like, I really enjoyed reading the book. I really, really liked following this guy and this character, and I liked what the book was saying about this idea of masculinity in a way um, and what that does to relationships. And this. I mean,
1: and speaking of that, Emma does a great job coming from a male's perspective. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean – If uh, you know, like I sometimes, sometimes feel like we should wrap our books and like read mystery books, like not know what's what the title is or who the author is and and, like see and and really go into this thing. Cause I mean like as a a female, female writer writing from a male's perspective, I mean like it felt very real to me. Like she definitely had it down.
0: Yeah. I thought that would be like an, that could actually be a cool segment. We read a book blindly. We don't know who the author is. And then we have to guess like, you know, who wrote this book, a man or a woman. You know,
1: oh god, they have to you have to go through and black out every page, you know, because they've got their name, oh uh, yeah, on every page.
0: But yeah, four point five, it was good. I think people should read this. But like, if you were in, if you're looking for just like a a good reading experience, a good, I put this kind of on par a little bit with even like Chris and Arnett's Mostly Dead Things. You know, yeah. Like, I think there was a little more emotional resonance in that one because it, it felt a little more and are personal to the character themselves, but it was also written from first-person perspective versus, yeah. like, this is third person, and the Australian doesn't have a name, and he's supposed to be a little bit of a blanket kind of person. Um so, Maybe that's the difference. I gave most of Dead Things to five. If
1: you're stretching your wings out there and you're trying to, like, pick up some, you know, new writers in some genres that you're not aware of, yeah, this is a great book to pick up. Like, yeah, and I mean, it like... We can't talk well enough about DeZanks lineup anyway. So far, they haven't given us anything that we've really been... like. They curate a really great lineup of authors and stuff and allow them to function really well with their books. Obviously, this book, they were either so proud of or there was some other thing that was correlating with making it a hardback book, like I said, to make it important enough for that. Um, It's a good book. I'm going to have to buy it. Yeah. I read your copy. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually excited about getting you back. Sometimes I'm like, I just wait. I'm like, more. I'm so excited to put the book on the shelf. It's like that. I've been watching the Golden Girls a lot <laughs> lately. They're easy to fall asleep to. But like, uh, every time I put one, thank you for being a friend. And I'm putting the book back on the shelf. Uh, like, and I that theme song's playing in my head because yeah. I'm like, man, books are my only friend. Uh, and my dog. I have a dog now. Uh, Jack. Uh, Jack the dog and books, and that's basically it. I'm just alone, and that's I'm gonna be a uh, oh, hobbit. Yeah. If you have, a, per- if you have a party at your house, I'll come. Okay, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> our birthdays are coming up yeah, in shoot. about a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine's the fourth of September. Yours Minus is the sixth. Six. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you if you want, we'll we'll you know we should we should do this, and I think this would be good for everyone. We're gonna make an Amazon wish list of the things we want for our birthdays. We'll go ahead and put it on the website, and if you guys want to buy us anything. Yeah, feel free I'll, we'll give you our addresses you can just send it right to us
0: you could, you could break into our homes and
1: i mean or just you know i there's an option for gift cards or money and i think you know that's also i have got a i have a what vimeo now is that what it is not vimeo what's the venmo venmo yeah, yeah. venmo now you can just venmo me stuff for my birthday money yeah. or we could do like a backyard drunken book review <laughs> reading or something maybe for... i don't know i'm mostly trying to get gifts and money <laughs> Um, but uh, no, as for as for doing drunken live reviews, though, you've yeah. got you've got one week and two days to prepare yourself for Station Eleven. Yes, at Chamberlain's Uptown, downtown Jacksonville, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a live recording with um, with Jennifer Bundy. Jennifer Bundy, he's the director. I still haven't and she uh she's she's uh,
0: she read the book a while ago, so I'm curious to see what her thoughts are. Um we have some I know some people are traveling out of town for this,
1: which is kinda yeah, interesting. Which is and great. I mean, so we're gonna meet some people that um you know I
0: would say if you if you show up, you'll we'll let you share your rename. I was gonna say if you if you want to rename
1: the book Yeah, and, if you want to as involved as you wanna be. We're not trying to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. Uh if you don't hang out with us, we'll murder you. Well, I mean, I don't know if I care that much. Um, like, what if they're weird? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh,
0: yeah, so rate, review, subscribe, follow. We're on all the podcast platforms. Uh, definitely come to the live show if you're in Jacksonville or nearby. We'll uh, we'd love to drink with you and talk to you about Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel, which I recently finished, and I'll say is worth reading. Um. You have anything? Any brass tax things coming up, or we're
1: gonna be closed next? Oh yeah, next, am I? Am I staff? Sunday? Am I lot? Oh, I wish, man. I don't should, like Jenny Springs, but open. we should be able I'll come you, with you guys. You come with us. Um, we're going to Jenny Springs next week. We're taking a taking a hiatus with all of our employees and going to Jenny Springs That's to go cool. hang out. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, it's good team building exercise. So mostly watch your watch your owner boss Justin get drunk, float down a river situation. Yes. I've done nothing to get my body in shape for this either, so I look like a slob. Slob Um I don't really have anything else other than that. I'm really hyped about this uh, live show. We're gonna have t shirts. Yep. And they're probably gonna have, you know, we're and you know, whatever we don't whatever and we don't sell, order you order stickers. I'm Sweet. going to
0: I'm ordering okay. them today. Are you
1: getting the die cast ones? I don't think so. I think you should. I kinda want to, but you I just, just want
0: square to... ones? Just to start. Okay, that's fine. Yeah.
1: I Only really like a dollar more. Die cast. No diecast is neat what do you think let us know yeah, nobody let us know it's a funny.
0: dollar more but if you're getting
1: 50 stickers it's 50 dollars yeah more. true yeah um Whew. uh well no i mean like per order like it's like 80 bucks for 50 and then like 87 dollars for uh, okay, 80, that's or different. 83 bucks or something but um you know but the shirts and stuff whatever we don't sell this we're gonna put on the bridge eight website Maybe, uh, maybe? we'll see We'll see. see. We'll see. I,
0: as of right now, they're kind of exclusive to the live event. So if you okay. want to drink yourself a book shirt, okay, come to the live event. I
1: don't know. We, we're doing we're doing a live meeting also right now. <laughs> like we, don't, we don't we don't talk about anything business related on these breaks yeah. or when we're not around each other. It's just during the podcast. Um, Shotgun beers. Yeah. So <laughs> and throw axes. um. So yeah. we love you. Yeah, and that's on the on the Instagram that you can follow called Drug Book Pod. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think we're just dragging this on.
0: And we'll we'll see you next week when we talk about uh you, you Know You Want This by Christian Penion, author of Cap Person. And pick, we'll pick that up and read it. We dare you. And goodbye. <laughs> Fade
1: us out. Fade, <laughs> us,
0: <laughs> out. Fade <laughs> us out. Fade <laughs> us out.
1: Fade <laughs> us out. Fade <laughs> us out.